Are you a creative? I think you are. And that's why you should join my circle community, the Creative Study Lounge. Listen, we all know how social media is right now with all the lying, the bots, the ads, the shadow banning, your posts not getting seen, the requests from people you don't know, the strange activities. Social media is a mess right now. So that's why I decided to create a community just for creatives where we can get down and talk about writing, video games, art, development, things in popular media, whatever we want, or just some nonsense. There's a place for it all. It's at the Creative Study Lounge. And while you're there, you can get the merch, send me questions, comments, ideas, and you can generally support the podcast. Check the links in the description. We'll be adding more as time goes along, but hey, it's a good thing. CreativeStudyLounge.com or check the links in the description. Once again, that's CreativeStudyLounge.com or check the links in the description. And you won't have to listen to this dumb advertisement. Now let's get on with the program. This is Mr. Benja with Creativity Threads Life. Again, today is, what is the day? I don't even know anymore. It is the 9th of January in 2024. We're kicking this thing off. I got to ask you a question. Do you need a rigid plan to get your goals accomplished? I say that you don't. I think that planning your goals is actually quite overrated. Not that it's completely worthless at all, but overrated. Now, I did a lot of thinking about the new year back in 2023. I was thinking a lot about 2024, where we'd be going, what we would be doing, what would I'd be ending up with and what I'd be trying. But as far as a like a strict, hard-coded plan goes, that hasn't really worked out for me terribly often. What usually works out for me is something a little more freeform, a little more freestyle, a little more creative. And I started wondering about the creative use of the plan. And, you know, I, I suppose there's going to be some back and forth on this either way. Um, but I really do question the idea of a plan. Now, why would you ever need a plan? What does a plan do? What is a plan for? So if you don't know how to get somewhere and you're trying to get somewhere, and this is the whole idea with goals, trajectories, objectives, aspirations, ambitions, you generally come up with what they call a plan, which is a detailed set of steps for you to go from where you are to where you want to be. An algorithm, if you will, that will take you step-by-step step along the way. Actually, not an algorithm. No, a plan is a little more detailed than that. A plan is going to be that thing that tells you, go this far, turn right, go up the hill, give the man three pennies, say the secret phrase, go through the door, and, you know, you have this plan laid out. You hear that a lot in workout plans. You hear that a lot in financial plans. You hear that a lot in technical plans, building plans. There are these things in the world where you say, you know what, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to build. Here's the results that we want. All we have to write down is how to do it, and then we go do that thing, and then magical rainbows show up, unicorns arrive at your door, and they give you candy. So if you've never seen the musical, the, the magical musical candy giving unicorns showing up because you did your plan appropriately, then you're not alone. You may be a creative with a lot of ideas and planning just seems to throw you off. That is not unusual. That is not unnatural. That is not crazy. It's literally a thing that happens. So why do we have all this 
this idea about starting a plan, getting a plan together, making something happen. And we've been But this is part of the reason why people have been so frustrated with New Year's resolutions and New Year's goals. They may start a plan on the second week of January. And by the third week of January or February, their plans are out the window and they've already given up. The gyms have their money. The planner companies have their money. My God, I used to buy the, I used to buy the $35 planners with the you know, 15 and $20 bonus add-ons. I'd spend a hundred dollars on just getting the planning stuff together. Now I use a composition book that I got 55 cents at Target and it's way better. I'll tell you how to do that later. Another episode, maybe. But this idea of planning is, is a serious one. And you don't need everything that they tell you to eat that you need. In this world where things are moving so quickly, things are changing so rapidly, you need something a little better than just a plan. And I'm going to give you an idea called a trajectory. Now, trajectories have worked for me. What is the difference between a goal, plan, resolution, trajectory? We'll, we'll get into all those little details, maybe some other point. But for now, let's say you have a goal. A goal is a defined Endpoint, uh, a metric that you reach. Five, 50 pounds by the end of September. Three, $300,000 by the summer. You'll have moved into your new house with your new car by the time you start your job. You'll have completed four levels of this video game you're working on so you can take it to the Game Developers Conference. Whatever goal it is, it's a defined metric that differentiates where you are currently and where you are trying to be in the future. Now, the problem with these goals is that they're very rigid and people expect you to follow them to the T and they say, well, if you didn't follow it just right, then you did it wrong. And of course, it's not going to work. So you've got your plan to, you know, release your four games by the time GDC rolls around. You've got your plan to lose 50 pounds by March. You know, whatever it is, you set your goal and then someone gives you a plan that basically says, well, you've got six, 90 days every day. That means you should lose a pound. And if you're going to lose a pound every day, let's break out the calculator. Here's your current calorie intake. We need to get you on a workout plan, have you running at least four miles a day, et cetera, et cetera. And you get on these plans. And it's not to say that they're bad. It's just they're, they're a little too rigid for most people, especially creative types. Because here's the thing about creative types. Usually when you're planning a goal, you plan an exact place that you want to be, like your GPS. You just punch in where you are. Well, it already knows where you are. You just punch in where you want to be, and it will give you a predetermined route. The roads are already there. You already have 
the map's laid out, and it pretty much can guarantee that, yeah, everybody else has been driving on this road. They want to get to this place. Here's how we will tell you to get to this place. The problem with being a creative and following rigid style plans is that you don't know where you're going. I mean, you have some general idea, but you don't know where you're going. What's happening, Aaron Summers? Happy New Year. You really don't know what to expect as a creative because you're literally creating something where there was nothing. You're creating order where there was chaos or you're bringing chaos to a situation that was too ordered. Either way. Point is, and I'll, I'll use an example to illustrate this. The point is, when you're creating something new, you're trailblazing. You're, you're moving minds into the next dimension. You're not just running a program. You're not just running a process. And I think far more people live in the creative mindset and in creative situations than they would like to believe. And you combine that with the fact that these companies are trying to sell you a certain plan. If a plan, I tell you, if a plan works for 10% of a population in any meaningful, significant number, then they'll, they'll sell it to you as if it works for everybody. They will sell it to you as if it works for everybody. So it's like, hey, run 10 miles a day, you know, you'll lose weight. Yeah, probably. Is that, is that reasonable for everybody to do? No, not really. But it doesn't matter. They'll stick you on the plan anyway. And then that's when you get into the whole coaching thing, where a coach comes in and works with you on your very specific needs. And listen, maybe you didn't need a gym membership at all. Maybe you just need to tear up your Starbucks card and stop going to McDonald's every Tuesday. Maybe that was it. Maybe that's what you needed to lose weight. But the gym guy or the per professional trainer, they're not going to tell you that because, hey, I don't need to go to the gym. Why do I need you? I just need to stop eating X, Y, and Z. Let me go talk to somebody else who can get me to stop eating X, Y, and Z. And that's just one example. So I've been on this creative kick for a while. And every so often I find a plan that works, like a, a rigid plan that works. I'm like, oh, wow, this actually fits and it works. What's so magical about this? Nothing really. It's just the fact that it happened to work for you. Over time, I've begun to understand I have a lot of various energies. I have, you know, I move a certain way. I think a certain way. I talk a certain way. I know certain people. I have a certain spirituality about me. I use certain programs. I like certain physical tools, pens, paper. I use certain programs. I use, you know, sometimes I use Apple, sometimes I use Mac, et cetera, et cetera. And you get all these variations. And I found that if you can be creative with yourself and creative with the way that you think about the world, you can get to a creative goal much better without a rigid plan, but with something I like to call a trajectory. Now, before I explain what a trajectory is, I want to give you an example, like I mentioned before. I was in, uh, I won't name the company. I was working at a company and they said, hey, listen, we got a lot of money riding on this next project. It's going to be very important. It's going to be super beneficial. If it works out, the only thing is we're not sure how it's going to work out. So we need you to come up with a, a bulletproof plan, get us all the resources, 
list out all the problems that you see coming, list out all of the people you're going to need. I want everything. They're like, all right, all right we, need the, we need to list out the software, the people, the time frame, the schedule. We broke out Microsoft Project. We had Gantt charts on the wall. We had diagrams of who would do what. We had programmers and engineers coming in, letting us know what's possible, what's not possible. We had artists come in saying, well, this is going to take this long if we want to get this fidelity of image. We had designers come in and, you know, everybody was working together to try to figure this thing out. How are we going to get this project done in the way that it should be with as few setbacks as possible, with as few hiccups as possible? So we, we, we banged it out, man. I, I mean, we were there at least, we were there almost three weeks straight doing nothing but planning. I mean, just typing, making charts, discussing, getting out on whiteboards, diagramming, as I said, with flow charts and things. It was crazy. And when, I'm not talking about like one or two people. I mean, like 15, 20 people. This is all we did for, you know, three, four weeks. We just kind of disappeared. Nobody saw us. Then when it came time, we printed out all of this information. You know, we were blowing out the color printer, the color laser printer we had, running out of toner. We were, we filled up one of our large conference rooms with all these diagrams and charts and prospectus, uh, you know, warnings and just laid it all out. We had it all plastered up on the walls and the whiteboards. We, and then we laid out the main timeline on the conference room table. We laid this all out and the big dogs come in you know, the money guys, it's like three of them. And they're going over the plan. We're, we're explaining everything. We talk through the morning and we think that we're going to, we're going to break and go to lunch. Sometime before we even finish the little donuts and snacks that were there for breakfast, sometime before that happens, early on in the morning, well before lunch, the big dog manager guy that was um, working uh, as operations, I suppose you could call it, he just starts rubbing the side of his head and looking at all these charts. And I'm like, okay, what's this guy up to? What's he thinking? And we just continue on explaining. And then even before we could stop to say, do you have any questions? This big dog stands up and is like, all right, grabs our, our lovingly taped together and printed out timeline that spanned this entire conference room table. He pulls it together, balls it up, and just shoves it off the side of the table. And he was like, I'm glad you've all thought very hard about this. But when are we going to see some action? I didn't know what to say. I was flabbergasted. And I don't even use that word. I was just like, oh, really? At first, there was like anger, like, hey, we've spent a lot of time on that. And then there was confusion. I'm like, wait a minute, what have we done? Did we do the wrong thing? What's going on? There was like a little bit of fear going on. And then there was a little bit of shame, like, oh, man, I messed up. We did the wrong thing. Uh. And then there was like, gratitude because it was like oh thank god because that was going to be tough to deal with i went through all the emotions i went through all the thoughts all the feelings and this guy 
actually set me on a better path for the creative life, for the creative mindset. He was like, I'm glad you thought about all this, but when are we going to get some action? Show me what you can make now. Show me what you can do. Who do I need to talk to to get the first version of this going? What are the people going to be doing while you're working on this first version? Can we hedge our bets against this and that? What can we do right now? Let's get going. Let's get started. F that plan. As I said, I was shocked. I didn't know what to think. I usually don't need, you know, I, I usually don't use the term processing my emotions and all that. But we very quickly wrapped that meeting up. I thought for sure it was going to be an all day lunch, you know, then sp spend the rest of the day figuring it out and working out some kinks and, you know, getting questions answered and things like that. No, nah, it was, it was early in the morning. We had, as I said, we hadn't even finished our little danishes and coffee from the morning. We were like, what the heck? So he quit this big dog quickly ended the meeting and was like, all right. And he let us know what we did wasn't bad. He just didn't care. He's like, yeah, no, no, it's fine. I get it. That's, that's what you're in general supposed to do in these corporate kind of things. But now that we got that out of the way, let's get some action going on. So he leaves the meeting room and he's like, Hey, call over such and such engineer, ask him what we can get by the end of the week. And I'm like, Oh, this dude's on a whole nother kick. Well, that the engineer guy was like, well, Hey, uh, we got this and this is, I don't care. I don't want you to know what you have. I'm going to be here at the end of the week. Show me something. Then in the meantime, I'm going to go start talking to the artist. I want to see how this looks. Everybody needs to kind of understand, get a vision. I need to talk to the artist. It's like designers. I'm going to talk to you in a couple of days. So I'm going to need all your ideas about what we can do with these images. The artists have together. And he gets all the producers like producers. I need you to take down notes on everything we're talking about because we're going now we're going, go, go, go create. That was a life changing moment for me. I had never seen such bold, creative force in action. I was at a loss for words. And yes, to your point, it's a hell yeah moment and became total excitement. Because really, we didn't know what we were getting into. We hadn't done a project like this before. We were just guessing. Has anybody ever told you to drive somewhere that you've never driven before? Like in a new city and they're like, oh yeah, just turn left here and do this. And you're like, wait a minute. Turn left? There's, a, there's. There's three left turn lanes. Oh gosh, one of them is a U-turn only. And wait a minute, I have to, you know, I have to get off the exit ramp and then do this. It's a turn, turn right at the McDonald's, but then there are like four McDonald's in the area. You're like, holy crap, well, no one told me this. If that's ever happened to you, this is, you know what real life is like. For creatives, when, when the path is kind of unknown, you're not going on this rigid, ordered stepwise process. You have an idea, but as the great Mike Tyson once said, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And for creatives, you're always in the ring fighting against reality and the reality that could be that's in your head. So yeah, 
We got to work. We got to business. And what it, what it gave me was, was this idea, that whole situation and that whole drama gave me this idea of what I call a trajectory. And honestly, this idea makes a lot of people nervous because even if it doesn't work, people like the idea of plans. They like the idea of predictability and knowing what's going to happen. They like the idea of a safe, confined set of results, a safe, ordered series of steps. And if something goes wrong, oh, well, I knew that might happen, so we prepared for it. But that's not how the creative life goes a lot of times. It's not. So this idea of a trajectory. A trajectory is a general direction. A vector. It's movement towards a goal. And you're not sure exactly how you're going to reach that goal. Let me know what you mean, Aaron, in the comments. It's not how you grow. I want to make sure I get your comment. So with the trajectory, let's say you're, you're standing on the side of a road. I mentioned this before. I'll say it again. If you've got a trajectory, I mean, if you're on the side of the road, just standing around, and way off in the distance, you see a mountain or a mountain range. And you're like, I want to go to those mountains. You don't know exactly how you're going to get there. You don't know exactly what route you're going to take. And most people, most people will call their friends or they say, well, I'm not going to go that way because I don't know how to get there. It's like, well, you see it way off in the distance or you know, you know something's out there. You got to go. You got to explore. You got to trailblaze. And the way the world is now, they've got so many people trying to sell you their plans and their ideas and their processes that they don't leave the door open for ex exploration. Like the professional trainer working at the gym. A true professional trainer would say, you know what? You really don't need to work out for the goals that you're trying to achieve. You just need to stop doing X, Y, and Z. And you may have uh, some sort of physical disorder because you're far heavier than I think you should be. Who, what professional trainer is not going to take your money and, and sign you up for some gym program? I mean, you should be in the, I mean, physical fitness is not a bad thing, but think about it. What real estate agent's not going to say, hey, you know what? Maybe you should just buy this or actually you should rent for two more years and not, not buy this house from me. Who's going to say that? What app developer is going to say, actually, don't download my app. It's going to take a lot of resources, and it honestly takes a lot of your time. You don't need my app. Who's going to say that? They always speak from their version of positive, and their version of positive is to sell you on that idea of their plan and their process. Myself included. Everyone does this. But what you have to do is be your own creative. Okay, I got you, Aaron. Like staying comfortable isn't how you grow. Exactly. So back to the side of the road example. You're on the side of the road. You know somewhere you want to get to. I had this situation recently when my car charger 
uh, wasn't working right. There was something with the connection I needed to clean out the little, something fell in the car charging port and it wasn't connecting properly. So I couldn't charge my phone the way I wanted to. So I couldn't run GPS and play my podcast or whatever on the road. I was like, you know what? I kind of know where that is. Let me just go. Because I have a trajectory. I'm heading north. I figure there are going to be some roads in the way, some, some highways I might need to jump on or jump off, but I can kind of see where I need to go in the distance. If you can see your mountain in the distance, one thing that will help out a lot of you is getting up and starting to move. Get in. thought you were on the right highway and you're drifting away from where you thought you should be. It's like, okay, well, let me stop, get directions. And they're like, no, what you're going to need to do is go back, go backwards, get on this highway at the interchange and then go this other way. Okay. And then maybe once you get there, there's a detour. It's like, oh, I couldn't get the way I couldn't get there the way I thought I would. Now, what am I going to do? I don't know. Maybe you run out of gas. You don't have enough money for gas. Maybe you need to get on a bus. They know exactly how to get there. But if you're not thinking about using the bus at all, that might not be an option for you because you haven't thought of that option. And once you get to the mountain or start to get closer to it, maybe you realize that, oh, wait a minute, this isn't one mountain. There's there's like eight different mountains here. Which one am I supposed to go up? Which one do I want to see the top of? Or maybe you don't want to see the top of the mountains anymore once you get close. Maybe you want to see what's on the other side of them. Things change in the creative realms. When you're in the middle of something, the creative creative mood is going to take you different places. Your expression is a valuable one as a creative and as an artist, as a designer, developer. And people who stick to very, very rigid plans aren't usually the best creators. This even goes for tech companies. Regardless of what you say about Elon Musk, he's been able to break free creatively and kind of do what he wants. He open sourced all of the the details about his electric vehicles and people are still catching up. Why? Because they plan too much or they plan a little too rigidly. They're not creative enough with themselves. And if you've been in, if you've been around enough large companies, you know how much of a problem this can be. Heck, you don't even need a large company. Get 50 people together calling themselves a company and you're already moving at incredibly slow speeds, incredibly non-creative speeds. So do I dislike plans? Get yourself some guidelines. Get your. Take a lot of stress off of you. Now, I'm saying this around the new year because I know a lot of people start on their resolutions, they start on their plans, they've got their $45 daytimer planning system, they've talked to the people over at the. 
online training plus webinar and community that they've joined that's going to get them to where they want to be. And there's no doubt about it. These things are helpful. But what may be even more helpful is unlocking the creative power within your mind to just kind of do what you feel is right at the time. So everybody likes the weight loss example at the, at the start of the year. I'm going to lose 50 pounds by March or I'm a failure. Well, let's say that's your thing. You got to step back. Why do you want to lose 50 pounds in the first place? See, a, rigid, a plan and a goal and a rigid plan, they have you going for these numbers as opposed to the more creative essence of why you want to do something. Why do you want to lose 50 pounds? Do you have heart problems and you want to be alive for your kids? That's valid. I knew an older gentleman who started getting healthy because graduations were very important to him. And he wasn't sure if he was going to be around to see his grandkids' graduation. That was a very real thing for him. So at every step along the way, it was like, hey, man, how's the health coming? He's like, oh, this is great. I'm not just going to go to the graduation. I'm going to be the host of the uh, after party, and we're going to do all this stuff together. And we're going to be walking around. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to have it at a park. We're going to have the celebration. And all these things that he would have shied away from if he was less healthy. So what I'm doing in here, I'm getting to the why. I'm breaking out of the goal, which is usually just some random number that people pull out of their, you know, they pull out of nowhere and just decide to stick to because it sounds good. I'm going to get X number of followers. I'm going to lose X number of pounds. I'm going to have X amount of money. Let's break that down a little bit. Why do you want that? As a creative, what are you trying to create? What scenario, what future self is going to satisfy you? And your future self usually isn't satisfied with a number, but in essence, a situation, a way of being, a new state of being. So let's say another reason for losing 50 pounds. Let's say there's a marathon you need to run and you know that you can't run that marathon and be cool with all your friends at the current weight. That may be a good enough reason. Maybe there's a running club at your, at your church or whatever. And everybody's like, you know what? We're going to start running. If you want to be a part of this club and being better with the church, you know what? Maybe you have a, maybe that 50 pounds turns into something more realistic, not more realistic, more grounded in your future self, your, your true needs and desires. 50 pounds can mean a lot. Maybe you felt your knee hurting one day and you're like, oh, holy crap. My father and my grandfather and my uncle all have knee problems. And they're all fat as hell. This is going to, that's going to be me. Maybe that's a fear. You know, you can, maybe you can break the chain of you know, your generational genetics or just your generational habits. You've got all these familial habits going on. Maybe you need to break some of them. It's like, oh man, I'm going to be big fat, have knee problems and sit around watching, you know, watching HBO Max all day. I need to lose 50 pounds. 
that's much better than I'm losing 50 pounds because it's a number. Does any of this make sense? Because as a creative, I swear to you, so many non-creatives are telling us how to plan, how to go about things. And I don't think it's working as well as it could be for all of us. Fifty pounds. What's another way you can flip fifty pounds? Um, you want to look good. It's like, hey, you know, March. Once March comes around, you know, then the kids and everything else. I'll be busy. I want to roll into the summer with the new beach body. I want to join that new swim class, but I've been afraid because, you know, honestly, my gut looks terrible. I need to get that down. It's like, hey, man, that's fine. That's a good. You start building more of a why around that something. But back to the rigid plan. The rigid plan is just numbers, usually. Do this, do this, try to get these numbers, and hopefully these metrics will start to get you somewhere. And they're very useful in a lot of cases. Don't get me wrong, they're very useful. But they are generally not attached to the creative spirit. If you have more of a creative spirit, you may want to consider, or if you want to tap into that creative spirit, you may want to consider why you don't hit those numbers. So if you're supposed to post, let's say you want to post uh, on social media. No, let's skip. Let's stay with the gym example. Let's say, you know, you, you want to lose this many pounds. You want to run however many miles a day. You want to go to the gym so many times. You have to start thinking, okay, why don't I hit this metric? Why am I not hitting this number? And it's like, well, it's not that exciting going to the gym. It's getting up, putting on clothes. It's. This whole thing I don't want to do. At this point, a lot of people just throw their plans away and say, well, the plan didn't work for me. Screw it. Another, another year of resolution that I didn't stick to. I hate this life. And you're just mad at yourself. Instead, the creative mind knows that you're not working for rigid goals. You're working for a trajectory and says, okay, I didn't hit this, but I learned this. I learned that there's an obstacle with actually getting up and getting dressed and going to the gym. What if I had a home gym? Let me try that. And you may start out simple, spend the $50, $100 on some cheap equipment or something even smaller. I started with the, you know, I spent $20 on a, not $20. I spent like $8 on a jump rope and then some more on some kettlebells. And it came out to like 20 something dollars. I got it on a, on a sale at one, one point. But what I was trying to do was make physical fitness more of a regular thing, not just something I did when I went to the gym. If I ever started feeling tired or sluggish, I would grab my jump rope, run to the backyard, jump, 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 and keep going about my business. It was great. I still have that jump rope and still use it for that purpose. But. What I'm saying is over time, the plan will change. Maybe you can't get to the gym at a reasonable hour. And by the time you get there, it's crowded. Maybe the gym is too far away. At these moments, you need to start figuring out new ways to navigate to your, to your mountain. It's like, is physical fitness the only way? 
Is diet the only way? Is changing my attitude the only way? Is nutrition the only way? Maybe it's not that I'm eating so much. It's what I'm eating and what kinds of foods I'm eating. There are many different ways to attack these problems, which are, and we can get into them all in other, other podcasts and other discussions, but the rigid plan where you can change it. See where you can get updated. You may need to be like that big dog in the, in the management, that project, that project pusher who's going to just rip up all the plans and say, all right, that's all fine, well, and good, but we need to get moving. Because ultimately, for creative, the most important thing, I believe, is your creative energy. And is it continuing to fight and move forward? Is your creative energy tearing down walls, figuring out ways to make things happen? Is it relentless? Every morning when you wake up, does your creative energy go, no, I got to do something. I got to create something. I got to work towards creating that future self that I'm looking for. If your creative energy jumps up and says, I need to, I need to go to my charts. I need to check my check boxes. I need to put an X on the calendar. All well and good, all fine, but that's a secondary measure of what you should be feeling inside. Your creative energy should be burning trying to do something. And so, yes, I do think planning, strict planning of your goals is overrated. And I do think you can do a lot better with yourself just by cultivating and nurturing your creative energy. Obviously, creatives have issues and what I mean by issues is that if you leave them alone, they can just start to spin off into, into the bushes. They can start randomly going off into the weeds and they get lost. I get it. Trust me, I get it. But you find those one or two trajectory points where it's like, all I know, I have to get to that mountain. And you'll start finding a way. Something gets in your way, you're like, yeah, I know you're in my way, but I'm going to get to that mountain. Car breaks down, hey, I'm going to hop on a bus and get to that mountain. Bus doesn't go any further. Well, hey, you know, start, get out your hiking shoes and cut across the, the median, start walking through the forest. Somebody sees you walking, hitchhike. I don't know, you call, call for an Uber, an off-road Uber maybe. <laughs> Somebody shows up in a Hummer, you start climbing over over rocks and going up the, the icy tundra. I don't know. Find a way to make it work. Usually, usually your goals aren't that so far out there that you really need to take extreme measures. But you're going to seem extreme to other people. They're going to be like, oh my God, why is he doing that? Oh my gosh, why are they, why are they staying till two in the morning? It's like, hey, listen, maybe I just need to stay till two in the morning. And you go home. Maybe I need to stay till two in the morning and then I'll take off. I'll take off Friday. Maybe, maybe I'll do that. Or maybe I ask that my desk be, maybe I ask that my desk be moved so I can get this type of work done. Maybe I've asked my, to move my desk next to the bathroom because I sit down and drink six gallons of water a day almost getting water poisoning because I'm drinking so much water. I need to be right next to the bathroom. Maybe that's the little thing. 
you have to get creative with your solution, the way you execute on that plan. Because reality will come and punch you in the mouth and show you just how insane it is to try to build something creative with an extremely rigid plan. If you get a plan going, or if you see a plan really working, like all these computer companies, all these video game companies, you know, I mentioned Tesla earlier, but it's not, it's really not just about uh, Elon Musk and how he operates. And as I said, if you like him or not, it doesn't matter. But being able to move creatively brings high returns. Now, to be clear, you don't have to be a jackass. You don't have to be a jerk to anybody. But you do have to be willing to be on your own. You may be a little intense to some people because you've just got that burn going on. Someone shows you a diet plan and you're like, yeah, I love this diet plan, but I'm going to need you to add. I'm going to need you to add red licorice to it. It's like, what? Yeah, I'm going to need you to add red licorice to this plant. Because whenever I get to my working, I got to work. I need red licorice. I need you to factor in red licorice. And they're like, uh, that doesn't really work with the plant. I don't care. Get out of my face, you rigid planner. We're going to need to make an exception. It's like, uh, okay, well, maybe we can. Yeah, I know maybe we can. Because I need my red licorice. That was actually a thing for me a couple of years ago where when I was working at a, in a certain zone, I would need my red licorice just to kind of, I don't know, it was a habitual thing. It was kind of a ritual. So yeah, figure out what you need to do. Get that, get that goal that causes your inner big dog manager to come out. As I said, most things won't knock you off of your game completely. The thing that knocks you off of your game completely is deciding that this bump in the road is enough to stop you. Deciding that this little quirk in the plan is enough to stop you. Deciding that, hey, I wasted money on this, so therefore it's all wrong. No. You ever go in a restaurant, buy a, big, buy a bunch of food, and then realize that you don't like the food? What are you going to do? Be mad? You can be. Or you can expend the energy to say, hey, let's drop this. Let's go to McDonald's. Let's go to, uh, actually, I would never suggest you go to McDonald's. Go to wherever you want to go, In-N-Out Burger. Go to, go cook your own, buy some meat, go, go home and grill something. I don't know. Do whatever you want. But too many people have this idea that if the plan doesn't work out perfectly, they're finished. They get very upset because they're trying to go for a future. And they're afraid that the future isn't going to be the way they expect it to. And if you're creative, it's never going to be the way you expect it. That's a beautiful thing. You should be excited that it's not the way you expect it. If something goes wrong, embrace it, let everybody know, and smile and keep going. Car breaks down? Cool. That's a chance to drive an Uber. Somebody quits the project and now, now you're missing somebody? Cool. That gives somebody else a chance to step up. And it probably saves you a little money because if they were that much of a superstar, you're probably paying them. Lots of things can happen and lots of things will happen. 
this idea of a rigid plan is not good for creative. And I think you get what I'm saying. And I'm going to end with that. So listen, this podcast is something I've been thinking about for a while, trying to figure out the ins and outs of it is creativity threads life. And I want to talk about how creativity threads through all parts of life. Please subscribe on, on your, on your channels. If you're into YouTube, Facebook or whatever, it's there, but this is a audio podcast. I didn't want to do video. I may come in with video sometime later, but I intentionally want to do this with audio because it gets out to the people in a different way. If you've got your podcast player, Apple podcast, whatever Google is offering up as their podcast now or Spotify, we are there as well. I'm going to be recording most every night of, of the weekdays. Uh, whenever I feel like it, I don't have a really hardcore set schedule like that right now. So sometime in the afternoon or the evening, I will post these. I'll go up live and then I'll post it a little later that same day. Hopefully at some point I get on an early morning schedule. But right now with my early morning, I'm working on my, my primary thing, which is me being creative on my own. And in the afternoon slash evenings, I jump on and do the podcast and talk about creativity. So these are thoughts that I have running through the day and it's kind of my creative outlet. So if you're wondering where it's going to go, how it's going to be, this is the format and it's developing and will change as it goes along. I have a general trajectory I'm on, but things will change. So if you know somebody who you'd like me to talk to, we can probably do that. Have an interview session or a little sit down chat and discussion. It'll be all good and we will do it. But for the, today, this is Creativity Threads Life. You can see me at creativitythreadslife.com where I have all of these listed. And you can see me personally at mrbenja.com for all the recommendations and announcements and all that jazz. Once again, thank you very much. This is, and let me check the comments one time before I leave. Boom, we're still good. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Carmen, for coming through. Thanks, Sound Dialect. Thanks, Programmer Black. Hey, I haven't seen Programmer Black in a while. But all right, that's going to do it for this one. And as I said, let me know in the comments or let me know DM or whatever what you're thinking about. These will be archived on creativitythreadslife.com. Thank you very much. Have a good one, everybody.